I was really like excited about it from jump. When streets open and people feel more comfortable that there's no better way to celebrate that moment than with a ciclovia. Opening up the streets like that was completely revolutionary. Uh, that's why I appreciate the project so much. It really is so many different things to so many different people. You know, ultimately they're all like really good things. It's like a massive festival. And then the idea is Ciclavia every day. You have to see it to believe it. Then people's imaginations are able to slowly turn and realize that giving over this much of our public space to these polluting killing machines, maybe not so good. <laughs> a quality of a city is not one that has great roads, but one where children can safely go anywhere in a bicycle. I wonder how much money we've saved families on Disneyland. <laughs> Ciclovia, Safari Bain, Chief Strategist. Hey, let's talk about that theme song, though. Bang it. <laughs> like that. I, that was a jam. Okay, good. And uh, we got Jorge Mutis, who's the board member for Ciclovia. Are you, do you have a title within the board? No, I'm just one of the, bureau, one of the new board members, um, originally from Bogota, Colombia. Very cool. And so that's where Ciclavia came from. So I guess you have it genetically. You could say so. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I was born into it. Whether I liked it or not, I was born into it. And then I turned out to love it. So here we are. And then he showed up again when I came to LA. So it's kind of hunting me. You're into it originally? I grew up into it. So um, when you think of a Sunday, a typical Sunday in a city like Bogota, where most people are Catholic, uh, you think about going to church, uh, Ciclavia became the, religi the, the religious experience in Bogota. Uh, it's how people enjoy public spaces, the park that people went to on Sundays. Um, and he started with a few streets and then he just took all over. Tafari, I'll ask you about everything in a, in a sec, but you, when you talk about park space, there was a, an award, right? That Ciclavia won, the Open Space Award uh, as the best park. And I think that's interesting, of course, because it's temporary, but then why not be the best park even though it's temporary? How did that come about? Like, how'd you get to be the best park? Uh, when you measure the quality of a park, you think about public space and the use of public space, regardless of what it is, regardless of the time span that it has. So uh, when we were looking into the award and we were competing to permanent uh, open spaces, uh, there's, there's also another factor which is very interesting and is the amount of people that can use this public space at any given time. And so when you put those parameters in comparison to a regular park and what Ciclavia brings to a city, it's a dramatic contrast which compelled the jury to look at the efficiency and the kind of quality uh, and the perception because of the turnout, right? And the amount of people that use it. And that's how they started to see open streets, not as an event, just as an event itself, but actually completely, perhaps even more impactful than a permanent park itself. I guess if you divided the number of people who are at Ciclavia over the course of the year, it might turn out to be as many people as go to a, a conventional park. 
<laughs> right in, in, a, in a city like Los Angeles, def, especially. Well, I remember looking up once the the daily atten attendance or in a summer at Central Park in New York, and it was com it's comparable to your average attendance, your, your your single day attendance at a Ciclovia. So, you mm -hmm. know, when you talk about that park access and our ability to bring that park space to communities that don't have parks themselves, um, you know, it becomes a, a incredible tool in the toolbox for a city or or or, or you know a, a government to be able to say, hey, or you know. How do we provide this resource to people regularly? Right, and, and, and if you and, and if you further look at the exponential growth of that, you think the park is always going to be there. The amount of people that are going would grow up to a certain extent. But if you do more ciclovias and if you expand more routes, the exponential growth of the amount of people that can use it is a dramatic contrast to the per, to the permanent park that will always be there. And I think you should know Jorge um, is also works with Perkins and Will. So his background is design. Um, he's a very smart guy. Yeah, that was in the, uh, the notes here. Uh, Jorge, maybe I should have done it better. He's your project designer at Perkins and Will and a member yeah. of the team at Destination Crenshaw. What's, what's Destination Crenshaw? Can you tell us? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Tafari will always does a way better job at, at explaining and summarizing the project. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, an, it's, an outdoor, it's an outdoor open space, uh, 1.3 mile long outdoor museum in the community of Crenshaw. But I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Tafari give a better, give a better uh, description of it. Uh, sure. Um, I mean, Corey uh, <laughs> always does that. Um, this place of Crenshaw, uh, I mean, essentially is is trying to take the black experience in Los Angeles and, and help the, the physical space reflect that experience. You know, it's, it's taking a museum, turning it inside out and placing it along 1.33 miles of Crenshaw Boulevard, um, really trying to tell the story of the black experience, both in Los Angeles um, and in California and the country in some ways, but really focus on that black Angelino experience, lifting up some of the stories of, 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 you know, trailblazers like Biddy Mason um, or to some of the cultural kind of iconic pieces like Soul Train and, and its impact on, on, on pop culture. Um, and really just kind of, you know, as a, as a kid who was born and raised on Crenshaw Boulevard in South LA, um, creating opportunity for young youth, young people and residents to sort of see themselves in their physical built environment. Um, and it's, it's, it was designed in kind of response to um, the investment for them in the Metro, um, in the Crenshaw Metro line. Um, that initial construction was kind of seen as a, a potentially um, disruptive, disruptive element in terms of, of community stability, you know, really kind of um, generating some displacement and gentrification. Um, and, and the community wanted to find ways to sort of reclaim that investment in a way that could actually help stabilize communities. Um, and that's what Destination Crenshaw is, using art, using art and culture as a lens to sort of tackle that kind of issue. Does that have to do with Ciclovia? Um, no, Ciclovia is, you know, a separate thing. Um, just Destination Crenshaw, you know, I was, I was born and raised there. So, uh, uh, John, you know, Jorge works on a design team for that project. And they asked me, um, because of my experience with Ciclovia um, and because of our, our work, Ciclovia's work in the community there in South LA, 
um, asked me to be a part of the advisory board um, for that project. And I also grew up in a neighborhood, so double, mm -hmm. double useful for them. Destination Crenshaw in itself, similarly to Cicloria, they're kind of they're really playing along the, the development of infrastructure um, in, in the United States and, and the impacts that that has. So in the case of, in the particular case of Destination Crenshaw, um, you know, we had, we had kind of history repeating itself and, 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 and how, and how the development of, um, of, of infrastructure coming into uh, specific neighborhoods and the impact that it has. So um, one interesting thing uh, to note about, about the, the Metro, uh, the Crenshaw LAX line, the portion that came on the area of the museum happens to be the only portion of the entire train line that comes on grade. The rest of the train line is subterranean. However, this just single portion of 1.3 mile longs happens to come on grade right at the heart of the community of Crenshaw. So when we look at, when we look at these, kind of, these kind of motives, um, you know, the community had, a, had, a, had, a, had an amazing response and say, let's turn this into an opportunity to showcase our culture, like Tafari, like Tafari well said. And so when you look at Ciclavia, in, again, it's kind of another form of taking back that space and really owning it and giving it back to the people. And so th th those are very interesting similarities that also happen to connect Tafari and I. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of connections being made here. Hey, so happy 10th anniversary. Are we celebrating? We're not celebrating? Uh... 2020 is a kind of interesting year, right? Um, celebration is an interesting word this year for everybody. Um, we definitely are still celebrating. I mean, 10 years strong. Um, the organization is doing well. You know, we had, a, we had a big plan for the year to celebrate our 10th anniversary. We had six, six events planned, our most ever. Um, we were planning on bookending the year with South LA. So we started the year in South LA. We're going to end in South LA in December. Um, you know, unfortunately, with the pandemic popped up, um, it, it's just, you know, created, I think, a situation where the whole city had to take a step back. Everybody had to take a step back and, and, and you know, big, big mass gatherings. We had to slow down on those kinds of activities. Um, I think that, you know, it, the, it, for us at Ciclovia this year, it's been really understanding and really owning kind of some of our our responsibility and role, you know, I think in the city. I mean, we felt that it was really important when the crisis sort of sort of first happened to start to really communicate about how to be healthy in this time, wearing, you know, things like wearing masks and how to be outdoors safely, you know, encouraging folks to explore their own communities, take walks, take bike rides, really be out in their neighborhood. And I think we've decided to sort of transition a little bit in terms of looking at how we can really support our communities specifically our small businesses and their sort of the economic corridors, ensuring that, you know, so a lot of our small businesses are really hurting right now. Um, you know, and, you know, in each of our, our at our, all of our events, our small businesses are like our key, our key partner, our key, you know, a key resource. We're always happy to show off and we wanted to make sure we can support them. So we've been doing um, small business guides, um, creating, you know, like letting you know which businesses are open. You can go to our website and find all that stuff. Um, we've also recently produced these Ciclavia Explorers um, walking guides um, that are little community, uh, little community walks, all, you know, two, one to two mile walks in different neighborhoods. Um, and they, our guides will show you great little assets and cultural features um, and, you can, and show you a great little route. So you can just go take great, those great walks and really explore our community. So, you know, I think on some levels, it's been a rough year, but on, some, on other levels, it's stuff to help to like raise up some key values that I think, 
you know, we know are important and we you know, have always been a part of Cyclovia. And I think it's just been, they've just been reinforced this year, you know, what does it mean to be, to bring our communities together? What does it mean to bring our cities together? What does it mean to be healthy together? And how do we um, still um, be as inclusive and, and, and inclusive and, and safe together um, while also taking care of each other by, you know, being, um, doing everything that we can to be responsible um, in terms of dealing with, um, you know, COVID-19, um, and, but also being um, as, as supportive as we can of each other um, through mutual aid society, mutual aid associations and, you know, various uh, resources that are being put out to sort of support, um, you know, everybody right now. So, you know, it's definitely been an interesting year, but I think, you know, fortunately, you know, Cyclovia is still here and then we're, and we're looking forward to in 2021, getting back to doing our, our events, um, you know, once we are able to do that. And we're, we, all, we have some ideas around doing different kinds of things um, to sort of scale up. And, you know, even now I've started to, we've started to produce um, little small community bike rides. Um, mm -hmm. And so you'll be hearing about more of those because we just know that, you know, we know we've seen that bike, biking outdoors is a relatively safe activity that could be done in socially distant. Um, and so we really are soon want to start encouraging and getting more back into the streets in that kind of way. Tafari, do you think you would call it the 10th Ciclovia, the 10th annual in 2021? Oh, will we still call it like they're still called the 10th anniversary kind of the first one we have? I mean, I, I think I, I do think that the first event we have when we get back together, we will be like a birthday event. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. all of us will be really happy to get back together. Um, and, you know, it will be, I'm sure that first one will very much feel like a party. Um, there's a lot of things to celebrate coming up once we can get back together, right? We still haven't had our big parades for the Lakers and the Dodgers. Um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff that's a lot of a lot of, 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 of getting coming together that we're putting on hold. But I think, you know, us at Ciclavia, we're, you know, comfortable doing that, you know, because we know that that's what's necessary in order to take care of our take care of all of our health and to support each other. So, um, but once we can get back together, It'll be very exciting, and uh, yeah, and it will still be a, a time to celebrate for sure. Just for the listener, no, that was the voice of Jennifer Gill. She's our co-host for tonight. Don is working. Oh, he's working. Okay, Tafari, I know you for many years. I yeah. think. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I think you're talking with Aubrey Provost now, yeah. and and uh, you know, with some rides in with him. And then we are also, we also got um, John Jones II on our Los Angeles Bicycle Advisory Committee, which is really exciting. Really and cool. we got Ade, Ade. Yeah. I, was just, I just saw Ade today. Um, they just oh. launched uh, e-bike e uh, rental service out of Ride On Bike Collective in Lamar Park. If wow. you want to go rent an e-bike so that you can use it for short trips for a bit, like if you want to do delivery service or you have a job that you want to need to get from point A to point B, you can go rent an e-bike from Ride On. They're kind of specifically for um, helping folks with their like delivery courier service or any kind of business kind of use. And then they also are launching an e-shuttle service, electric oh. vehicle, clean emission shuttle service that'll take you from the Merck Park over to South LA Cafe. And all you gotta do is a free ride. Apparently, all you gotta do is use the app and, and request one. So there's some great stuff happening. You know, Ride um, Ade is doing some great work in Lamert. Um And yeah, I saw John not too long ago. We co-led a bike ride. Um, looking at some new bike infrastructure. One of the bike rides I mentioned earlier, we, we biked in South LA along Broadway Boulevard. They just installed yeah. a beautiful protected bike lane right there. And so we took a community group out and rode around those bike lanes and just sort of showed them off and really kind of tested them out. Um, so yeah, I mean, those guys are doing such great work. 
really appreciate it. I saw Adams is also coming up for a bike lane. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Yolanda, Yolanda, um, another great bike advocate. Um, um, she is working on that West Adams bike plan stuff. I saw her sharing about that. Um, I know a lot of folks are really excited about the potential there. Um, From Crenshaw over to, I've forgotten where the end is, but it's a good, nice, long ride. A nice, long ride. And what about, the, you know, the uh, Slauson? Um, I, I, I've heard that's coming back up. Have you? Yeah, yeah, Rail to River. Um, I've been in some random conversations about that, um, helping trying to, trying to secure the rest of the funding to finish it up pretty much is they're, where they're at. So they had like half the funding and they started construction on it. So it's in the process. Okay. And then it's trying to lock up more money to finish it up. Um, that's been in the pipeline for a while. That rail rail to river um, along Slauson Boulevard that will get you from the river all the way to Crenshaw eventually. Um, by the Wouldn't that be awesome for a Ciclavia? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it would be I mean, amazing. Yeah, I think this is. You know, I think a lot of this stuff that's happening is going to help open up new routes for us. I think for sure. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the. I think as residents get more used to this kind of stuff, you know, it just makes our job easier trying to find the route. Or even even before they, they open up Sloss and they could have a Ciclavia along there because a lot of times that's what they've done. You know, they've had kind of rides and then suddenly they say they're going to do this and then they do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to get money. Yeah. And, and then we've, and, and, you know, reverses also happened when we've done Ciclavias, like it's helped these kind of projects kind of get a little more support from the community as well. So we've definitely yeah, seen. Exactly. And the community that I, I went down to those meetings um, when I was at Metro, I used to work at Metro and I go to uh, some of the community meetings just on my own and they were packed full of people interested. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. think having a Ciclavia along there anytime soon would really help get funding going, you know? Yeah. 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 I, you know, I'm, you ain't got to sell them, sell me on Ciclavia as soon as we no. can. <laughs> as soon as we can back to leave, we will be well, out. I want to brag because Joe Linton came to our neighborhood council over in MacArthur Park. I'm from the MacArthur Park area. Mm. And he, he and I, nobody in the park or nobody in the council knew what the heck he was talking about, but I knew. So I'm like, okay, we got to do this. Real and cool. the first one, I mean, we did, we got, we, we, I got everybody to sign a letter saying, yeah, let's do it. Let's support him. And then, um, and then that was our first one. Yeah. So I'm really sad that's, about this 10th anniversary, you know? I know that, that's, that's a great story. Like I, I didn't, I was involved only as a participant in the first one. I found, I saw it in LA Weekly and I remember we opening LA like, Weekly and being like, huh, this looks like fun <laughs> being like, Oh, I'm yeah. until I'm, I'm going to be going to this thing. So also I could see it could be fun. I also saw, you know, this could be a great organizing tool. Um, and so I was really like excited about it from the jump. And I remember going, That's and awesome. it, and it was yeah, awesome. I, I, I also, I also have a, have, have, have a story about the first one. Uh, I, I, I was new to LA at that time. I'm originally from Bogota, Colombia, but uh, uh, and I oh, lived in wow, Miami that's first. Where it started, didn't it start that's right. in Bogota? That's okay, right. Okay, never that's mind. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> that's right. So, but I but I first lived. My family lived in Miami. My immediate family lived in Miami. So when I came to when I came to LA, I just came for school, and it was my it was my it was my second year at school, and I remember having finals on Monday, and finals on architecture mean absolutely no sleep quite a few days prior to that. And I remember just seeing out of the blue that 
Sunday morning that there was going to be a ciclavia. And I said, what? Did they get the spelling right? They misspelled it. It's not with an A. I remember thinking. <laughs> and, I, and then I looked it up. They spelled it looked, wrong, right? They spelled it wrong. Except they well, they it appropriated right. it. Well, it was, it was rebranded. It was, it, was, it was beautifully rebranded, right? With the LA. With the LA. LA. But when yeah. I first wrote it, I was just all kinds of confused. I couldn't believe what I was seeing and I immediately saw me spell. So I didn't trust it. So I started Googling <laughs> it, looking it up to make sure that it was a thing. And I was that, at that moment, I was at school and it was right happening. It was a Sarek. It was happening right, right out there. Wow. So I just immediately put on my Columbia Jersey shirt, jump on my bike. <laughs> and it was and probably incredible. nobody even knew. They didn't even know what, what you were doing. Cause they don't, you know, it was just like, well, whatever anyway <laughs> well i know at school a lot of people rode because people lived oh. around the area so it was there it was it was how they got home so i drag a lot of people with me and and it was absolutely magical it was it was absolutely beautiful unforgettable but yeah it was it was it was an interesting thing and i really didn't want to go because i had finals do next morning i had presentation ah. next morning uh and it was an, it, and it was amazing so i'm glad i did it um, but I, but I, one one thing I wanted to say also in regards to 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 our celebration is that yes, of course things are very different. But one thing that has been amazing to see is number one, there's almost no bike shop that has bikes right now. Um, everybody's okay. buying bikes, right? So the, the, so the concept of the bike is becoming so adapted. Everybody's buying them. They're uh, they're, they're sold out everywhere. That's one amazing thing. The other one that I, that I think is, is, is very beneficial has been that people that before thought of the LA streets, rightfully so, as being not the safest place to ride a bike. Now, um, with the streets having, especially now it's changing a little bit, but a few months back, um, people were feeling very comfortable riding out on the streets. So there was a level of confidence that we started to see with people, with new. Um, and I think both have been extremely beneficial. Um, I've, we've also heard um, that a lot of people are saying that when streets open and public safety um, um, becomes becomes back to us and people feel more comfortable that there's no better way to celebrate that moment than with a ciclovia. So I think those are very, very great things to look forward to. Yeah, I, I agree. I just came back from a ride up the river and there were tons of people on bikes up there. Mm -hmm. And and you spoke is open. You know, they, mm -hmm. they have tables kind of scattered around. So you're, you're distanced, but they're open and people don't stay very long. But, um, you know, I feel really energized right now. I'm all, you know, like coming off the road, you know. As you guys know Spoke? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, Megan. I want to make, welcome Megan to the conversation. I was going to do Megan. that. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I was waiting patiently, listening in the conversation, and I, I put my video on because I'm hearing stories of, like, people's first experience of Ciclavia. So I, like, I have mine, too. So whenever, whenever the appropriate moment is, I'd, I want to hear I, it. I'd be happy to share. Yeah. Hear your first experience. Um, well, so the, the way I found out about Ciclavia was because it was part of this big global climate action day through, um, 350.org. It was 10, 10, 10, and there were events happening, big climate actions happening all over the globe. And I had heard about it in that context. Plus my neighbors are really good friends with Aaron Paley. 
<laughs> the original executive director. And so we, we, we made a plan and we're like, okay, when are you going? Uh, you know, all of that. And so, at, you know, by then my, my kids were like really little at that time. So it's the, it's the bike with the trailer on the back and all those logistics. So we ended up driving <laughs> to downtown. Driving, parking, and loading and going. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> But it, but it was amazing. It was like, um, you know, I was born and raised in Los Angeles and, and have really lived through that um, repressive car culture <laughs> where if you're not in a car, you're somehow some like second class citizen. Yeah. Um, and, and opening up the streets like that um, was completely revolutionary. Like when you're hitting that first hill and you see like a mass of people in front of you and just kind of like the revolution of using the streets in a different way. It was just, you know, it's just one of those like thrilling, uplifting moments that just stays with you. And, and, and for the first several years, like I went to every single Ciclavia religiously. And then luckily there were so many that it was like, oh, I can miss this one, you know. <laughs> um, but it was amazing. And we, we actually had to go early because I was um, hosting an, a, another environmental action at City Hall later. So we had to go early and leave early. Um, but, you know, having this, this global FU to cars, to me, what was like, that was it. <laughs> that was the ultimate. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't even catch the whole global action thing. What? I said I didn't even catch the um the glo the, the global action kind of framework. I, I just saw the LA Weekly thing and I was like, oh, fun day in the streets. Let's go. Like it's a, it's always interesting to me though the very many different angles people see our event from. Right? Like some for some people it's a fun day out with the family. For some people it's a day to get exercise and to run really fast and get and sweat all day. For some people it's just like oh I'm gonna do a little bar hopping and just hang out. For some, it's like a, a, a organizing thing. Like, oh, I'm like, I'm yeah, fuck cars. You know, it's a part of my French. Like, you know, I think that those different angles is very. I mean, I, 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 that's why I appreciate the project so much. It really is so many different things to so many different people. Um, but you know, ultimately, they're all like really good things. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 a really good point, Afari. So uh, that when. Uh, you know, when we were first talking about the Ciclovia in Bogota, um, I was saying that, yeah, I mean, it happens everywhere and a lot of people use it and it's kind of Sunday religion, but it's really not about just bikes anymore. People don't go to bike. Some people do. A lot of people go jogging. A lot of people go skating. But what really happens, it's actually much bigger. It's like a massive festival. So there's intersections kind of similarly to how we have our nodes here. But in Bogota, there's areas that are fully established. For example, there's massive sections for aerobics. So people don't go to Ciclavia at all to bike or anything related to it. They just go to a specific node. And I'm talking about hundreds, sometimes thousands of people doing aerobics, taking salsa classes and dancing, um, all things health related, but what one event related just focused primarily on cycling turn into a massive set of outdoor experiences um, that just grow exponentially and actually become, for some people, the major focal point. 
Have you guys like look, looked at the data here from Cyclovia and uh, found anything interesting from that? I mean, because I know that you've you've probably written business plans and things with uh, justifications for its existence and expansion and where yeah. you're going. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in, in the spirit of like, you know, now it's 10 years, what are we going to do next kind of thing, right? Like, we've definitely been looking at our impact as an organization, as an event, um, and thinking and wondering how we can expand it um, and, and deepen our impact. Um, and I think ways, you know, we found that, you know, there's a lot of data that shows that people, you know, in general, there's clear air quality kind of impacts, right? Like we, we're pulling cars off the road for a day and that is measurable um, through air quality uh, measures. Um, we did some studies done by UCLA. Um, and so, you know, we are working like in this next year, we're, we're looking at partnering more deeply with community organizations who are working on issues around providing sustainable transportation, transportation options like e electric vehicles, like electric bikes, um, regular bikes, obviously, electric shuttles, even though like, you know, all, everything that brings people, brings community life to the street, like how can we support people's activities there in more sustainable ways? And so we'll be partnering really directly with organizations next year to help them pilot and test out new kinds of programs where they can provide bikes to people, to provide e-bikes to people, provide shuttles. Um, that, that, I guess a, a specific pro program we're doing. And then we've been thinking about really expanding how we, we're helping build civic power for people, right? Like, you know, really tightening people's relationship to their neighborhood, but also their neighborhood council, their, their business improvement district, then the council people, their council, council leaders, their, their city leaders, um, even their departments of, in certain, um, like Department of Transportation, Department of, um, of City Services. And how are we ensuring that um, resident voices are, are get opportunities to be heard at our event? Um, you know, like if, if the pandemic hadn't happened this year, would have we would have had so much voter registration and sit and census gathering activities going on um, at every event. Like, and it's just, it's, a, it's unfortunate that we lost the opportunity to do that. Um, but that kind of relationship between the opportunity to engage people in the street and how that engagement could be turned towards improving their lives. Um, I think that's something we really want to be a lot more in tune with in the, in the coming years. Um, mm -hmm. And so we're going to have specific programs to tackle some sort of some of those kinds of relationships and issues. Um, and we're going to do a lot through partnerships and, and, you know, working really closely with community organizations who are doing that kind of work already. Um, because, you know, we've found in our experience that there's a lot of experts out in our communities um, who know about how the best things for their communities. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to support that conversation and support those voices and asking for those things for their communities um, and, and making them happen, you know, really concretely making them happen. Because, you know, our, our event is a great opportunity for an organization to launch a new initiative, um, new initiatives, because we bring, we bring people. We bring people and we bring a positive experience. And if you can couple that with a, a game-changing, a world-changing idea, um, which a lot of community members have, a lot of these community organizations have, um, it can be an opportunity to catalyze real change in some neighborhoods. And so we're really, really excited about that. Um, we think that's going to be a new frontier for our work. I, I can speak to that from the city perspective. And I'm I'm sorry I didn't introduce myself earlier. I'm Megan Sally Wells. And this is actually going to be my last bike talk as an elected official because I'm termed out. <laughs> in, my last meeting is in December. So um, you can focus on bike talk full time. <laughs> right. <laughs> it pays so well. 
Um, Maybe she hired a city manager is what that is. Um, but as a, you know, from a city perspective, Ciclavi is something that we've definitely used to, um, to catalyze long-term change, just like Tavare is talking about. Um, so we've, we've, uh, during Ciclavi events, we've, um, kind of added on little pieces to do like pop-up demonstration, uh, protected bike lanes, um, mm -hmm. as we kind of beta test permanent infrastructure. And I think the, you know, I fully credit and and have done this on Twitter publicly. <laughs> I fully credit Ciclavia um, for the, um, you know, for the success of our kind of pandemic resp rapid response in downtown Culver City and some other areas of Culver City. We have closed um, streets to cars. We've um, put in a dedicated bus lane and, you know, significant outdoor dining that's protected. Um, and it's, it's really because the downtown, particularly uh, the downtown in Culver City has had such tremendous success uh, in collaborating with Ciclavia um, that they, they understood that this was their means of survival. Like in other words, that Ciclavia kind of gave us the proof of concept. So these businesses weren't afraid of closing down streets, which, you know, unfortunately, especially in America, like folks are afraid of not having that immediate car access. Um, but, uh, but for here, we've been able to do some tremendous um, street treatments and then the idea like is Ciclavia every day, right? It's not mm -hmm. just <laughs> this, this, this one-time event, um, but, but really the ability to um, shift our thinking about our public spaces. And again, it's like when you have this proof of concept, you have to see it to believe it. Then, then people's imaginations are able to slowly turn and um, and realize that hmm, you know maybe giving over this much of our public space over to these you know polluting killing machines maybe not so good. <laughs> um, but but definitely like Ciclavia made it happen for Culver City. Uh, that, Megan, that's 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 really amazing to hear that you say that. Uh, it kind of reminds me uh, 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 in Bogota, uh, Enrique Peñalosa, one of the majors, um, one of the most influential majors um, a few years ago, um, uh, said something that really stuck with me. Um, it was um, very poorly translated to English, something like uh, a quality of a city uh is not one that has great roads, but one where children can safely go anywhere in a bicycle. Um, and you know that 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 really meant a lot because because what is the how do you define public space and the public domain and to whom do we design it and to whom do we create it safe? Um, and so that idea of taking over from the car. Um, and seeing how, for example, Culver City is already leading the way in that. It's really hopeful. Well, guess who we have here now? We have somebody who, without you, might not have done something that, I mean, I don't know. You know SGV uh, 626 Open Streets? 
Wesley. Yes, I do. Yeah. Hey, Wesley. Yeah, Wesley? no, there there would not be a 626 Golden Streets without Sequavia. Um, absolutely. I think I, I was also there with a couple of friends on 101010 and really just a transformational experience uh, for me and those I was with. We took the gold line down and then just explored downtown for a couple hours and just were amazed by number of families and, and people from all walks of life out there. And I think that just, I mean, we saw how that got the ball rolling. And eventually, I think it was a couple of years later, uh, Ciclavia was so popular, the, the Metro board could not, you know, had to support it. And they created the program, which really all these other open streets events that we see around uh, LA County, like uh, Santa Monica's or the beach streets, which is really cool in Long Beach. Um, those are all really made possible by the Metro Open Streets program, and 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 that program is a result of of Ciclavia uh, being the the trendsetter. So, we were super fortunate to to be able to learn from our friends in LA and uh, secure a couple of grants for cities in the San Gabriel Valley, and we've hosted three events to date. So it's been a, a wild ride. And I believe you guys have the banner for the longest one uh, out of us because that 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 uh, first one, woo, that was a long one. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, almost 19 miles. I mean, we um, going to the events, I think probably those who aren't deep into the planning of it, you you look at it, you're like, oh, this, this shouldn't be too hard. Just throw up some barricades, <laughs> you get some soft clothes, you know, a couple officers here. <laughs> yeah, had we known what we, you know, what we were getting ourselves into, there was no way we would have pitched an eight community, <laughs> twenty three soft closures. I mean, it was, it was crazy, but um, it came together. It was a tremendous event, and you know, people ask, when are we doing it again? And I, <laughs> like, like never, <laughs> never. Yeah, yeah. I'm not personally planning it again, but I look forward to attending someone else's event. Um, Maybe for the Olympics, you know, uh, I don't know. That might be. Yeah, might that's be a good idea. I remember they went down from downtown to Venice. Yeah, that was, that was Venice. 15, that was 15 miles. So like that was, okay. that, was pre, that was a previous long one. And then they beat us, but then we're, but it, ours was easy in comparison because the, the real challenge with doing an event that long and even in, we can do a shorter event in like Southeast LA and still hit the same challenge. Um, it's the hitting different jurisdictions. Like what happens is we, each city you're dealing with different rules. And so just imagine like having to have like a bunch of bureaucratic conversations multiplied. Um, and if you, you see like that can get a little t a little difficult um, when you get to the, that hitting that many different cities. Um, so well, Venice, was that just all that was just all L.A.? But it went down into well, didn't it go to um, LA, it was uh, all L.A. I think it had some county crossover. Um, and I think there's someone incorporated randomly in there, I think. And I, yeah, I, I can't remember, but yeah, Mar Vista, but that is that LA or is that their own Mar city? LA. Mar Vista is LA. That's yeah, maybe about. maybe I'm thinking different names. Yeah. So, yeah, I was looking at the routes because I was trying to remember when Culver City has done the Ciclavias and the the Venice one. Um, it was only on one side of Venice, and it got super, right. super 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 crowded. Um, we ended up, this is the first time Culver City participated and um, we had a hub. We had like a little Ciclavia hub. Culver City has the smallest main street anywhere in the world. <laughs> it's like not even a whole block because part of it is in LA. <laughs> so it's like from one alleyway to the end of the block. It's really tiny. 
um, but we had um, our our um, there our hub there. And it's, since it was such a long ride, a lot of people ended up stopping in Culver City and eating there. And that's where like all the restaurants were like, we want that. We want that back. Yeah. And after that, it was like, nah, Culver wants their own. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> we're coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why. And, that's, and they, re they realized. Moved to Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they also realized that like just having it on one side of the street wasn't enough, even though Venice is very wide, but it was just so successful. It was just too many people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, un it's one of those things. This year we would have did um, that Venice route again, but it would have oh. been mid-city mid it would have started we wouldn't my, my team is a little afraid to do 15 miles because literally had like two different weather patterns going on <laughs> <laughs> is it raining on your end it's raining on our end <laughs> but um we were going to do a slightly shorter version of that but get the whole street this time because we proved that we could take a whole we, we need all that street so they were going to give us the whole street to slide that time but we'll have to postpone mm. that i've been to so many of these things i was at the 626 i saw you tafara at the sick clavia in culver city that i think we're talking about yeah at somebody's house i don't know if i was at the 10 10 10 one but i think i was i feel like i, I was. was i haven't missed one i was really sad about this one oh uh, but that's why i'm saying is it going to be a 10 or 11 you know <laughs> We might just try to maybe act like, you know, what is this? He's like, I'm 30 again. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's a 10, 11. It's a 10 slash 11, right? Yeah, this is 10. Um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, we're, we're happy to still be here, I think. And that's the important thing, like, right? Like as organization, as a city, we're all just hunkering down and going to deal with this moment and, and, you know, taking a stride um, and take care of each other. So Wesley, I, asked you a question i got a funny answer can i can i try that again sure, sure. i don't think the answer will change but okay i just love it uh th there's a you have a mascot at uh, open street 626 it's gabe the sasquatch <laughs> are you gabe yeah i can uh what is it neither affirm nor deny <laughs> or deny <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gabe the Sasquatch. Yeah, no, you have to come out to our events to see uh, the character. People ask us about uh, him regularly. It's, it is truly random. And the only <laughs> way it came up was we, ha we have an illustrator from Monrovia, Dan Sippel, who's an amazing illustrator, does all our kind of design work for 626 Golden Streets. And um, we asked for like a streetscape logo with all different, you know, the gold line on there and people on all different modes of transportation. And he's stuck in that Sasquatch uh, or gorilla. Some people think he's a gorilla um, into the, the first design draft. And, and it just kind of snowballed from there. You know, um, the thing we were looking forward to releasing this year, which I don't think folks have seen yet, is we got an inflatable 25 foot uh, Gabe, one of those <laughs> with a blower that we oh, put up along the event route and it <laughs> goes crazy. So um, yeah, we're, we're, we're tabling right now, just helping get out the vote uh, in Almani. We're thinking, oh, we, maybe we should blow it up next to the voting center just to <laughs> attract even more attention. But yeah, I mean, we've, we've tried to keep it really fun. Uh, someone found like the costume on Etsy. Some guy makes them custom. So if, you, if you're a huge Gabe super fan and, and want a great Halloween costume for next year, you can, you can order one of those online, um, pick to your size. And, and yeah, and, you know, 
it just it's just a way for us to help market get the word out when when you go to events and you have someone who's you know six foot five plus in that costume it, they stand out and people like taking pictures and just you know trying to keep things really fun and and different so because we we can't be ciclavia right so we we, we need to do something we need to have have an angle you know, that's I know in Japan and um, the metro, each metro train has its own like character kind of like mascot-y kind of thing. So it's very similar kind of kind of the ideas. I, I heard they asked Don Ward first and uh, he couldn't make it. Don, we thought would be a wonderful uh, understudy because he has the frame and, and stature to fit the, the costume. So there are very few people who can who can fill that suit. Um, and, and I am, yeah, I'm not one of them, not quite there yet. Oh, okay. I couldn't. <laughs> Real cool. Yeah. So no cake, nothing. No, no cake. No, we're going to, we're saving that all for the first event when we get, we get back. That'll be, that will be that event. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a sad anniversary. Well, you know, I think like again, I, more focusing on you know the the importance of like supporting everybody getting through this. You know, not no no time to mope. <laughs> yeah, it's like spirit of Ciclavia. Yeah, you with know, slow streets with you know a lot of these kind of pandemic responses that that are happening around. I think it's it's kind of Ciclavia inspired and infused and, and keeping that, you know, because ultimately it's a sense of community is what it is. Yeah. And, and, and goodness knows <laughs> we need some of that, you know. You know, and, and, and in LA City, at least, Ciclavia, our team has helped advise on both the Slow Streets program and the Alfresco program because of our experience doing that kind of work, so. You know, it's just it's just a matter of you know playing our role right now and 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 helping helping our everybody get through this and you know, I think that that's that's ice cream for me. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I I, I kind of enjoy that kind of stuff. Will Will there be like special anniversary stuff at the at the opening one? Yeah, I mean, um, see, if you go to our website, um, you can see some of the stuff we've done celebrating the anniversary. We, we did this great um, collaboration with Brian Ray. He's an artist um, and he created this amazing illustration, um, like old timey bikes and stuff celebrating. Um, and I think, I believe um, we'll be providing that um, as it'd be available as a poster um, mm -hmm. if you want to get like a commemorative kind of thing for the year with us. And, um, also, if you, I think, I believe we still have some available. If you donate, I'll forget. Now everybody has, has our camera view here. I was going to show something in the camera. But um, we do have our 10th anniversary bandanas, um, which have gone out and stuff. You can see right there. So um, if you happen to donate to us this year, you can grab a cool 10th anniversary bandana from us. In many colors? Yes. Blue. Nate has one. Oh, wow. I felt, I felt very um, elite because I got sent one. So I'm a friend of Ciclavia. <laughs> so you know, um, it's it. It's Jennifer has her bandana too. It's one of the old schools. <laughs> You're muted. I I, oh, I I need to um, just brag for a quick second because I'm <laughs> I actually named the Culver City meets Venice 
one that and and we've continued to name it the same thing and i've yeah. noticed like in some other communities yeah, we we've do done the, the yeah. same naming yeah. convention yeah it was yeah. it it all we were in an early planning meeting cool. and yeah. um with rachel and 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 crew and we were thinking this was um we didn't want to be hierarchical in you know one place to the other place because first of all we can't diss each other in the different cities but also the whole concept is that there's no start and no finish right you you join the ride wherever you join the ride and um so that's where we kind of brainstorm this concept of culver city meets venice so i've been i've i, I felt like oh that's, I got my little little piece of DNA in there. <laughs> no, it's definitely the, it's a great it was a great idea. Thank you for adding that, and it definitely stuck. Um, it's yeah, as you said, it's a great non-hierarchical way to talk about our communities and to also create kind of a human interaction between them, right? Like they're meeting, um, which you know one of our huge spirits for our event is connectedness and how we bring people, how we bring communities and people together. So, um, that, thank you for thank you for that, Megan. <laughs> I didn't even know that story, but. Now I know it's been very useful. So many ways of looking at Ciclovia. Uh, yeah. The philosophy. Yeah. Uh, but we're almost at the end of our allotted time. We have like 10 more minutes. How would you like to spend it? Mm. Any good questions? Has everybody Not voted? Me. Are people biking to the, I biked to the polls. My voter um, early voting was open today in Culver City. So I, I biked to the polls. Cool. Has yeah. everybody else voted? Yeah, I already voted. Yes, I yes absolutely. Out. I, it was great. I went to Lamert this morning for that um, e-bike launch, service launch, and um, they turned Hot and Cool Cafe in Lamert Park, great cafe if you want to mm -hmm. stop at a cafe in Lamert, Hot and Cool. Um, they turned their space into a voting booth. Um, it's, a it's a voting station. Mm -hmm. So they're, they have a whole voting set up inside, and then you order your food now outside, and then you sit in the alfresco to eat. Um, and so um, people were voting. It was a, I got there early, like about 9 a.m., and there was a line. A, long, a good line for that voting station. Folks were just pop, lining up and hopping in and getting their vote on. And I went to drop my personal ballot off a couple of days ago, and I came up to the voting station. It's at a library um, in, in over near Mid, Mid City, and there was mad people, random people, just coming up, dropping off their ballots. Like so many people popping in the vote in that like five minutes I was there. I was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. This is a very active election. So I'm kind of excited. I got mine before October 5th. And they told me that I could go to the library, go to Metro, mail it, go to the poll. So on on, on October 5th, it was, a, it was a morning, Monday morning. And I found one at Metro down in Vermont and Wilshire. I found a huge voting box there. So in it went October 5th. I was like, yo. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Yeah, I voted. I voted on. I voted on the box. I dropped it on the box right by uh, the public library, the central library here in downtown. Oh, and yeah. I got my text confirmation uh, just two days after. I was so happy. And, I got mine and, in the email. Yeah, I got one. Uh huh. And I went online too, but they hadn't. They didn't have it. It took me about a week, I think, before I got mine. Maybe I was. They were slow because I was one of the first ones to go there. What, what day did you do yours, um, Jorge? I did mine last week on Tuesday. Last, last week on Tuesday, and I got it, and I got it on Thursday. So wow. yeah, and then I, I and the nineteen, yeah. Uh, so it was about two days later. Uh, but I also claimed two more votes. My parents 
became citizens finally. And this was their first time to vote. And guess what? Those two votes are in Florida. Wow. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) You take credit for that, brother. That is awesome. Thank you. Yes. That is beautiful. All those Southern votes we can get in, let's get them. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I almost can't wait till Tuesday. I, I don't know what to do with myself. Well, we won't know, will we? We won't know right away. Well, we'll no. we're going to hear some something, something. Yeah, we're going to hear something. We're going to hear, we're going to because some well, of these, the, these early votes are going to get counted, right? Or they count one batch and that kind of come in at night and that gives you a sense. But yeah, if they need it depends. Cl- it depends on the state. The different states have different ways of different rules about when they count them and some of the battleground states um don't allow them to start counting the votes or tallying the votes until um after the polls close and and so that's why those two florida votes are super important because florida like if florida goes blue it's and and we know right away like that that will be a lot of a lot of reassurance for for a lot of folks um, we have two new voters too, because my husband also um, became a citizen just a couple of years ago. So this is his first presidential. And then my son turned 18 in March. He missed the primary <laughs> by a couple of days or like a week. And actually one of the ballot measures would have addressed that. I, I forget if it's 17, right. ballot measure 17. That's so right. I definitely was supporting that because that would have meant that he would have oh, been absolutely. able to vote in the primary as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, turning 18, you know, just, just after that. So we got, we got two more, of course, this is California, but we've got some good, you know, we've got like in Culver City on a local level. And I know in, in LA, all those local elections make a huge difference as well in terms of like right now, the big, um, you know, more controversial um, things happening in Culver City is our whole conversation about police reform and Mm -hmm. reallocating funding. And all of a sudden we have this like whole right wing, like pack being formed to, to, you know, like defend, don't defund the police and uh, like, uh, uh, like all of this progressive movement that we've been making in Culver City right now in this election is definitely under the attack. And like the Police Officers Association is putting thousands, probably at least $10,000, but I, I haven't actually looked up the number, but a lot of money, like they got a billboard. We never do billboards in Culver City. So like on a local level, it's just going insane too. And so I'm, I'm super stressed. Stressful moment right now. Well, you know, Megan, I wonder if, if we did know, if we knew about the count at like, say today, how many people would not vote next week? You know, because they say, well, we got it, right? Oh, like not bother voting because they yeah, think well, that you so know, many the blues are voted. winning. So why bother? I would, I would hope after last, last, the last four, four, you know, presidential that nobody's taking it for granted. And that's a lot of energy I've seen is people being like, I didn't get my vote in. I gotta get my vote in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my vote in. Like people have been kind of nerve wracked, like, 
right into the boxes kind of thing. So yeah, and yeah. it seems like voter su suppression is motivating people. Yeah, you know, as, to go out it, and vote as it should. That pisses me off. I can't like mm. it. Just I don't even know it, the democracy thing. Like that really does actually bother me. <laughs> Like you messing with my democracy? Oh, I'm gonna we gotta work on it. We really have to work on democracy now. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, scary. I don't think we should end like that, though. We should end with something. The bikes are, <laughs> the bikes are democratic. The yeah. bikes represent our democracy, right? Well, our friend Gabe is a huge uh, supporter of voting and voting early. So if you're able to text or remind three friends to vote, and want to come out east and visit us you can pick up a boat sticker special edition gay boat sticker as well as a, mask, a face mask with vote in the primary or many of the major languages spoken in the san gabriel valley i think it's about eight or nine we have transit on there which is pretty neat and uh we also well we had i voted yard signs we were giving those out to people who voted early you know uh, couple weeks already back ago. So those are sprouted around uh, the San Gabriel Valley, which has been a lot of fun just to use the, the imagery. And yeah, if you want, if anyone wants to come out to El Monte, we are at the Jeff Seymour Family Voting Center. That just happens to be where our office is as well. And they turned the auditorium of the former elementary school into a, a voting center. And wow. the bike park is open too. So you can make it a, a, a day with the family I'm planning on taking the kids on Saturday and then uh, we'll be riding around on the bike park. Uh, but come on down and, and come get grab a free sticker and just show us you've texted three friends and reminded them to vote, help them out and and yeah, get it done um, before Tuesday. How many kids do you have now? How what do you know? I have two kids now. One is uh, yeah, two I don't and the other five. Yeah, so they've been super bummed because they've grown up going to Cicla Villa. That's like our vacation when, when yeah. dad isn't planning and working it. You know, we get to all go out and, and enjoy the day. I wonder how much money we've saved families on Disneyland. <laughs> all right, thank you for being on, everybody. That This was a great conversation. And uh, just like we got into other topics, I think uh, Open Streets and Cicla Villa you find yourself doing a lot more than just open street. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bringing joy. Thank you. Thanks a lot for yeah. guys for making the time. Mm -hmm. Thanks everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank see you. Happy Halloween. I'll see you in the tree. Take care. I rise in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. The transportation shows I care. Every turn of the pedal cleans the air. Green in the green. I'm saving the planet, just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby, and Janet. No greenhouse gas, a tiny carbon footprint up your ass. I'm on a motherfucking bike. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. 